everybody, and welcome to the Lifestyle Fanatic, Episode 3, The Food Fanatic. We are going to talk about food and the love of it. Food has been the main way to gather folks together since the beginning of time. I mean, think about it. How many events would you actually go to that do not include food and drinks? That's my first motivation to go to anything. But some of us love food. I mean, really love food. Like all the time you want to eat food. From the time I get up until the time I go to bed, all I do is think about my next meal. Not even hungry at the moment. Just thinking about what next thing can I eat? Or if I have meal prepped for that day, I'm sitting there thinking, can I start eating my next bowl yet or is it too soon? (laughs) I mean, the feeling I get when I eat is almost indescribable. When I taste something delicious on my tongue, it gets my endorphins jumping. Contrary to what people think in terms of endorphins, They're not just chemicals in the brain. They're responsible for masking pain or discomfort. When you stress eat, you temporarily feel better. Sometimes when you're sad, that's why they say you go for the Haagen-Dazs. Or when you're really happy, what do you do? Sometimes you eat to celebrate. There's no real excuse or reason we need to eat. We just eat. We find a reason or excuse and then we eat. Eating is a social event. Anytime I go out with the family, we have to go eat. We prefer to eat even if we don't do anything else. One other thing we love to do as a family is go grocery shopping. Even the kids love it. Even the three-year-old loves it. We walk down the aisles together looking for new, interesting deliciousness to throw in the cart. Well, it's actually two carts. There's five of us in the household and we always have to use two carts. We try to use one cart sometimes and it always fails. We overflow the cart and end up getting a second one. Which is why we have two refrigerators in our kitchen. Yes, two refrigerators. Is it too soon to say hashtag fat life? I mean, two refrigerators? Hmm. Anyway, I mean, compared to the typical American diet, my family does eat pretty well. Um, We actually eat very healthy. We just eat a lot of it, especially me. We're very into fitness and nutrition, both the hubs and I. And even the kids. The kids love to work out. They like to try different foods. And they actually prefer to go towards things like eggs, salad, chicken, fish, before the snacks. We do an array of exercise programs and we fuel our bodies sufficiently so that we can recover from those exercise programs. Why we don't have immaculate stage ready bodies? Food. But we're strong and not fat, so whatever. I mean, there's always room for improvement, but I'm not willing to stop eating. My weakness specifically are sweets and fats. I love cakes, cookies, I love steak and olive oil. Not all together, but separately. Sweets are terrible for you. We all know that. And it is a drug for me. I mean, I go through sugar detox when I give up on sweets. Then somehow find my way back to it. Like smoking. I tried for about two years to quit smoking before I was successful. 
it took a lot to get me to quit smoking. It was very disgusting. I have no idea why I did it. So I'm optimistic that I'll eventually become permanently sugar-free one day. I'm close, closer than I was before, but admittingly, I'm not completely there. I'm never going to give up on fat. I love juicy meat, avocados, and pouring olive oil on my vegetables. Contrary to what we are taught, fat is actually the best macronutrient of the three. What are macronutrients for the beginners? I'll tell you. Macronutrients are the nutrients that provide calories. They include carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And I will explain in one of the next episodes more about each macronutrient. Sure, just like everything else, even too much of a good thing can be detriment to our bodies. Fat is one of those. But it would take a lot of fat to really be bad for your body. The only reason would be because of calories, really. Fat is so healthy for you, good fat, not trans fat. And again, when I go deeper into the fat macro discussion, um, I will separate out the good fats and the bad fats. But the type of fats I eat are really good for you, as long as you're eating less carbs. Again, future episode. But anyway, so I fat on. The food fanatic loves the look of food, a.k.a. we eat with our eyes. The food fanatic even takes pictures of food and posts it on social media. Hey, I'm surely not the only one following multiple Instagram accounts that are solely beautiful photos of food. I mean, we all call ourselves foodies nowadays, but can we be honest? If you're 110 pounds and eat maybe once or twice a day, you're not really a foodie. Are you actually eating that food that you just took a picture of? It could go both ways. Sometimes you see the girl who, there's no way she's actually eating, taking pictures of cheeseburgers and cakes and pies and any anything interesting, just drinks, alcoholic beverages. There is no way she is eating all of that. She's taking pictures of her fat friend's food and posting it on her Instagram to make it look like she actually eats. Then you have the other side of the spectrum. You have the one that takes pictures of salads and smoothies and shakes and fruits and vegetables. And they take pictures of those and post them on social media, fit life and if it fits your macros and to make it look like they're healthy eaters all the time. I would say about 50 to 75% of the time That's not their entire lunch. That salad is also going to go with something else. That smoothie is actually going to be the side dish to the bacon and eggs, which isn't bad for you, but we're not seeing the whole picture on social media. We're just seeing the beautiful part of it. I mean, if I was to show someone my pre-made lunch of ground turkey and Brussels sprouts that I had today, I don't think I would get very many likes. It tasted pretty good. It did not fill me up as I'm still starving while I'm talking to you. I don't even think it made it to my stomach. It dissolved somewhere on the way down. I I don't think I would have got very many likes from that picture. It was pretty ugly and disgusting now that I think about it. I really regret eating that because now I'm hungry and I'm talking about food. Not a good choice. Anyway. 
The food fanatic can be on the brink of an orgasm when eating something scrumptious. Think of the bite of a delicious, insert favorite food here, and how it can make your whole body tingle. Again, that turkey and um, Brussels sprouts did not make my body tingle. It did not have me on the brink of an orgasm and now I'm craving nachos from down the street. But anyway, you could get such an orgasmic feeling from eating a delicious meal. It doesn't even have to be unhealthy. Um, for example, at a restaurant that I went to a few months ago that I would never be able to afford but actually got to go to with work, we were given as our appetizer tomato, mozzarella, and olive oil. That was it. That was your appetizer. It is the most delicious, keto-friendly, healthy meal that you can have or snack or appetizer, however you want to do it. If I would have made that at home, it probably would have not tasted as good, but getting it from this nice, fancy, schmancy restaurant, it tasted like heaven. I still remember how delicious that was. It was even better than the filet mignon they came to follow. Sometimes when I get home from work or from the gym, I'm not even hungry. I just want to eat because it's one of my favorite activities. It excites you. When you get home from a busy day of fill in wherever you go here, work, school, nowhere, whatever you do, at the end of the day, it is so relaxing to have a nice, solid meal in your stomach. You fall asleep better, especially after you took a shower. Oh, forget it. It's game over. I'm ready to just pass out in comfort and move on to dreamland. I'm not even hungry. I get home, I'm usually not hungry. But that meal just puts the icing on the cake. It completes my day. That's something I'm actually trying to cut out of my regimen right now in my forever ongoing weight loss journey. <laughs> but it, it, that represents the love of food that I have. It's just amazing to think about. On my way home, I think about what am I going to eat? Sometimes I stop and grab fried chicken from the chicken spot down the street, which is really bad for you, but it's so good. Um, other times I'll come home and eat a salad. We all love food. I think Americans really love food. I, I mean, I think everyone around the world loves food. It's just maybe we have too much access to too many delicious items, especially for such a good price. I mean, you can get a pretty good meal at any fast food spot for under 10 bucks. It's not going to taste the best and it probably won't digest for a few days, but I mean, you know, if you're in a, in a jam and need a meal, it's doable. The food fanatic can be a healthy food fanatic or can be an unhealthy food fanatic. So getting onto a serious note that I want to end the conversation with is that just like anything else within my lifestyle fanatic blog or podcast is a fanatic takes things to the extremes. You can take being a food fanatic to the extreme in a good way or a bad way. When I binge out on sweets, that is taking it way too far in a negative way. For example, when I was pregnant with my last child, I knew I couldn't exercise. There was 
medical issues that I really couldn't exercise. And I just gave up and I went in and ate everything I could, everything I wanted, big meals all day, every day. I put on 85 pounds, 85 pounds. I gave birth and lost 20 within the week. So I had 65 pounds of fat and water weight that had been put on my body from being a food fanatic at that moment. It's within us. It's actually, you're either are or you're not. I mean, you either love food or you don't. There's actually people out there, and I'm amazed when I meet them, that don't really care to eat. They, they don't really desire anything. They eat to survive. And damn it, I wish that was me because I would be flat. Like, my body would be on point if I was like, eh, I'll have a bite here and there. <laughs> no, no, no. I need a full-size meal at least three times a day. And then I stress snack on top of it. And then I might want to eat something just for just to give myself a little taste. The food fanatic can also eat healthy. He or she can be a food fanatic for fruits, vegetables, smoothies, um, which basically are fruit and vegetables, I know. Don't correct me there. You know, anything, anything healthy. Sadly, the diet I'm on right now is basically fruit, vegetables, and meat. So that's why that's all I can think of that's healthy. <laughs> but you get the point. There, it would take a lot of lean meat, fruit, and vegetables for you to get fat if you ate that all day. You can do it. You can fat yourself. Fat yourself. I need to make a t-shirt that says, go fat yourself. Don't anyone steal that from me. That, that may be how I pay for this podcast in the future. <laughs> so you could actually fat yourself from chicken, broccoli, especially steak, salmon, the higher fat items. But if you ate only those items, which is what I'm trying to do right now, you can lose weight and you can lose it pretty fast, especially if you combine that with like an intense or sub-intense exercise regimen, you could do pretty well for yourself. You can build yourself a pretty good body. So that's the food fanatic for you. They love food. They're foodies. I, the word foodie is just so irky. I, I hate it because everyone nowadays is a foodie and you can't cook and you really don't like to eat. You just like to say foodie and hashtag nom nom. The food fanatic is different than a foodie. It's next level. Like it takes a whole lifetime of fatten it up and you can be a skinny food fanatic. Don't get me wrong, but it takes a whole life of obsessing over food to be a food fanatic. In one of the next episodes, um, actually the next three episodes, I want to break down macronutrients. They may be shorter episodes as they're, it's not that in depth, you don't have to go too deep into what each macronutrient is. Um, and also, let me just say, I'm not here to be one of those podcasts that educates people. I'm not here for just fitness and nutrition, but I'm going to be talking in the future a lot about diet, exercise, i.e. fitness, nutrition, um, because that's my lifestyle. That's what I'm really into. Um, that's probably one of my biggest hobbies is exercising and eating. Two big hobbies. 
So the next, one of the next episodes will be a breakdown of fats. One of the next episodes will be a breakdown of carbohydrates. And one of the next episodes will be a breakdown of proteins. There's pros and cons to each macronutrient. And there's about a thousand diets out there that will tell you different ways you could manipulate each of those in order to lose weight. At the end of the day, they say it's calories in, calories out. Um, I guess so to lose weight, calories in, calories out. You could look at it that way, but that's not the only way to lose weight. And I say lose weight, but I mean get fit because I inadvertently say lose weight a lot because that's what we're taught to say, lose weight. I, I gotta lose weight and I'm trying to lose weight. Well, you know what? I really don't give a damn if I weighed 200 pounds but wore a size four or had like a really good body. If I had abs and weighed 300 pounds, I don't give a shit. Like the number on the scale really doesn't matter to me because I'm not walking around with that number above my head so others can see it. Like right now I'm a, a little more, about 20 pounds more than I like to be, than I used to be. And I don't like it. But when I step on that scale to weigh myself, it's a measurement that I put in the app I'm using right now, but it's it doesn't matter because there's very many factors that will affect your weight. And me at this weight that I'm at now and someone else at this weight that could be my same height will look completely different. So um, that's going to have to, you know, that would be another topic as well because we're not losing weight here. We're getting fit and your fit and my fit are two different things. So that's, um, I don't know why it's straight off topic with that, but that's lose weight is not really something that we should be saying, but you can change your body by manipulating different macronutrients, just like with exercise, you can change your body doing an hour of cardio a day, two hours of cardio a day. You can change your body by just boxing. You can change your body by just weightlifting. Believe it or not, the best way that I have ever got my body into my tip-top shape was only doing weightlifting. I was at my best, in my opinion, the best I've looked and the best I felt, I was solely weightlifting about five to six days a week. I would go in for about an hour, I would do supersets the entire way through, and that was my workout. And I looked, to me, phenomenal. I was happy with myself. No, I did not have a six-pack. I was not a size two, but I was pretty damn smoking. And I'm trying to get back to that so bad. Um, so there's many different ways you can eat yourself into a fit body or that you can exercise yourself into a fit body. So when I go into the topic of macronutrient breakdowns, I'm going to go into it from my perspective and from what I've learned. I'm going to throw some um, facts in there from textbook I have and, you know, from the internet, whatever. It's all the same facts. So I'm going to throw facts in there and say what I read, but um, most of it's just going to be what I think. I am not a doctor. I am not a nutritionist. I am not a personal trainer, a certified personal trainer. I'm not any of those things. So I'm just going to give my opinion and what I've learned over many, many years of trial and error. 
and what I've studied. I have studied a lot about fitness and nutrition, so I'm going to put the two together and break it down for you. But that's in the next one of three episodes. So um, at least I got three episode ideas locked in for you guys. And if you're not really into that nutrition kind of stuff, you can listen because I like to ramble on about other things as well. So if you want to drop by, you're welcome to join me. Um, if you don't really want to listen to those episodes but are kind of interested in seeing what it's about, you could go over to my website, thelifestylefanatic.com, and there I put brief show notes in as a blog post of each episode. Um, I don't do the formal show notes of breaking down time and exactly what was said or transcripting. I don't do that. I don't find that necessary. You either listen to the podcast or you read a summary of what it was about. So that'll be there um, if you want to just get, you know, a brief little understanding of what I talked about. But um, this food fanatic is signing out. And as I said earlier, I'm starving I, after I ate my lunch, despite eating my lunch. So I'm going to go find something that's zero points because I'm on Weight Watchers right now. So I'm going to go find something zero points to stuff in my mouth while I edit this podcast. Until next time, this is Christy Kelly, the Lifestyle Fanatic.